Hello, welcome back everyone. It is episode 12 now of Cheltenham Only Better. We are only a couple of weeks away. Uh, we have our super tipster, Daryl Carter, on board as usual. Daryl, many winners recently? Nah, just keeping the head above water, Meg, at the moment, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> no big celebrations this time around. And not this week, going to save it for the next couple of weeks. Love it, love it. Uh, we also have Jerry McGrath with us once again, um, ex-jump jockey turned bloodstock agent and Nikki Henderson bombshell provider, I think is fair to say. Loves to loves to drop a, a bomb on us uh, with the Nikki horses. Jerry, any news for us this week, do we reckon? Um, nothing off the top of my head, Megan, but I suppose as we kind of start looking into day three, I suppose we might come across a few kind of crossroads and see what we can do. Well, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised a couple of races in if you've got some exciting news for us somewhere along the line. So you'd like to, like to drop um, a shot on us. Um, and our special guest this week is also, I think we can say ex-jump jockey, turned bloodstock agent, probably a lot more successful at the latter, Tom Malone. Tom, thanks for joining us. Uh, you've probably been quite busy because there's a sale at Cheltenham uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we're, uh, we've been very busy, actually. So there was 54 horses to be seen this afternoon. Uh, like, like us all, Jerry included, we like to see them the day before. You have time to think then and hopefully get it right tomorrow. I hope there wasn't any fighting going on, was there? No, there is no fighting in this world. But when we enter the ring, someone gets knocked out. Tomorrow... <laughs> Tom and Jerry bidding war. I can feel it coming already. Um, so absolute carnage at, at Cheltenham, uh, no doubt, at the sales. There's also a sale at the festival. Tom, you've done quite well previously. It is actually on the Thursday, which is the day we're going to be covering in a minute. Um, but you've done well from the festival sale in the last couple of years, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a very lucky sale for me. I think one. I think the first year I bought Posh Trish out there, and she cost 130 grand. And she was a she was a multiple black type mare, not a top class mare, but a very very good mare who acquitted herself very well. And the most recent was well, not the most recent, but Brave Man's Game came from there. Complete Unknown came from there. So we've we, it's been a lucky sale for us. But every sale is lucky if you buy the right horse. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully there'll be some more of those types of horses coming ditch it way again, make sure, uh, this this time around. Um, but once again, we have a really busy pod, so we better get looking at some of the races. Um, as I mentioned, we're covering the Thursday, so day three of the festival today. Um, and the first race that we must talk about is the Turners. Um, grade one novices, this is the sort of middle distance, two and a half mile. We have a favourite in Mighty Potter, who is five to four. Daryl, I'm going to start with you on this horse. Um, you've been a fan of him throughout this sort of campaign, haven't you? Yeah, I've been a fan of him for, for most of this. Well, I was, I was a fan of him last year. I thought he should have gone to the Ballymore last year as opposed to the Supreme. Um, I was uh, an advocate that he needed to go up in distance and uh, they decided to go to the Supreme um, and obviously the, the lacklustre run there where he pulled up um, it was the result. But this season, he's, he's gone over fences. He's three from three. I thought the Drimmore performance in particular was was very, very good. Um, he was one of three horses at the Dublin Racing Festival when I stood on the rail who jumped the last and just quickened away in really taking fashion. I was really impressed with what he did um, towards the latter part of the race. He's a very strong stayer. Look, he's now five to four. Um, you should have been on him bigger, really, because at the minute the 
people are trying to pick holes in him because of his price. And, and the only stick they can beat him with is that running the Supreme. I heard someone say um, they never travelled a yard in the Supreme. That couldn't be further from the truth if you went back and watched that race. He jumped, travelled beautifully. He made a slight mistake about five out, and then he made a, a race-ending mistake at four out. He just didn't have the pace to, 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 to go that two-mile um, blistering gallop that uh, John Bond, Dyson, Donamo went at that time. Up in trip, he's going half a yard slower. For me, he's just much more in his comfort zone over these fences. He's making ground. Um, and more importantly, I, I don't think the race is that deep. And I think he is one of the strongest favourites over the entire week, in all honesty. Yeah, interesting. Um, I I thought, depending on where some of these go, it could be pretty deep. But it depends because lots of these have multiple entries. Um, Jerry, I'm just going to touch on one or two with you. Um, appreciate it is nine to two at the moment. We've been talking about him over the last couple of weeks. Will he stay at two miles? Will he step up? I'd love to see him go for the Turners. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree, Megan. I think like from very early on this podcast, I was, you know, when we're speaking about the article and stuff like that, from day one, I've just, I'd love to see this horse going further. Um, I think the last day proved to probably everyone that he probably needs to go further now because he's not... He's not going to beat the two milers, the likes of El Fabiolo, John Bond and stuff like that at Cheltenham over two miles. I don't think anyway. I'd love to see the horse stepped up and trip to two and a half for the festival. Um, I think he'll get it very well. I think he's. He, I, I actually could see this horse staying three miles if he needed to. I think he's actually a strong stare, high cruising speed, jumps well. Um, but for me, I think Mighty Potter, I think he's actually one of the bankers of the meeting that's actually odds against. You know, you've got your Constitution Hills and a few other horses that are odds on and they're fairly obvious ones. But I think Mighty Potter, I think he's fairly solid. Um, he's just he's one of those horses he's a gorgeous looking horse but he's just got that you know he stays very well but he's got that turn of foot his jumping is very good um, like Daryl said there people are trying to pick holes in him but bar his bad, bad run in the festival last year I think he is probably one of the bankers of the meeting for me Interesting you're both pretty strong on him um, Tom stage star he's 10 to 1 at the moment he does have an entry over further as well um, and I know that dad is going to probably leave it till quite late on to decide where he goes but what do you feel obviously got Cheltenham form which helps it, it is a big help and and the way he jumps is is definitely a massive plus uh if I'm being honest I'd say he'll end up going for this race if if uh the way he jumps and the bit of the bit of class and the bit of speed he has uh he's won a Chalo in the past um I would have thought Brown dependent, your father will be thinking this, but realistically, he has an each way chance. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it was a good run with top weight last time at Cheltenham, but could I see him beating Mighty Potter and the likes of them? Probably not, but he's going to give them a good run and be in the first four or five, which would be a lovely run. My claim to fame in this race is that I left behind Mighty Potter and appreciate so um, I'm supposed to be, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you about both of them. I went to during lockdown, I went to Walter Connor's yard and I bought three in a package. I bought the three of them together, three stores, which ended up being Hugo's new horse, Henry the second and another horse. And he brought me to see this one and he was a huge, tall horse, very lean. And I said, ah, look, we leave him. I've, I've bought three off you today. I'm not buying four. And that was mighty <laughs> popper. And <laughs> oh, the, no. other one, the, the other one I left behind was appreciated. I went to watch him. Because we have Danny Kerwin, his brother. Uh, I went to watch him in Balnabula four or five years ago, and there was six runners. He turned in and he got pulverized by a horse 
on violin and I bought him instead. And how would you think in a, on a Sunday afternoon in a six runner maiden that there was two Cheltenham Festival winners in there? So I bought one and left the other behind. But there's the, there's the snappy bit to them two horses. I personally think Mighty Potter is a good thing. I can see what people are saying about his only defeat and bad run was at Cheltenham. Uh, grand, I can forgive him one run. He is a bit short, to be fair, given the strength of El Fabiola. Banbridge has been there and done it. There's some very, very classy horses, but he just does look like he could be a weapon. And I, would, I wouldn't I would be betting against him anyway. You, you touched there, Tom, on, on Banbridge, who has been, there's been a bit of money for him in this race. It looks very likely he's going to be stepping up rather than going to the Supreme um, he's again a horse that's got Cheltenham form and, and likes better ground. So, would you be fancying him as well? I, I think that the horse has done nothing wrong, and all he's doing is he keeps climbing, he keeps getting better. Look, he couldn't get him within eighteen lengths of Mighty Potter the last day. So, why should uh, why should he improve twenty lengths to beat him? I just I just think Mighty Potter. The few times I've seen the the ability he has he can roll around it's all effortless to him and he just picks mm. up i know one thing davy russell well there's a reason davy russell came back out of retirement it was for this horse and this horse alone yeah that interesting to to hear that sort of things as well um he davy's had some amazing horses over the years he clearly thinks this one is pretty good um any horses that bigger prices that any of you want to mention or have we kind of covered most of the sort of key players here and not really. Can I just touch on them? Um, uh, appreciate it quickly. Just get the guy's thoughts. Uh, I I thought he was absolutely legless at the, at the Dublin Racing Festival, and I'm just wondering what what you guys see in him that suggests that he wants two and a half miles. Because I just thought he was genuinely beaten by better horses over his correct trip at the DRF, and uh, I, I don't see any reason why he would be improving or, or be a better horse at nine years old over the two-and-a-half-mile trip. Not for 31 and not a, a nine-year-old novice chases at Cheltenham as well. So any reason why you think he'd uh, improve for the step-up trip? I actually don't think he's a better chaser than he was a hurdler. Agree. I so agree. I, I, I personally, um, I'm not one of his biggest fans in this race at this trip. And his age is another thing. Now, that doesn't stop him. He, he, uh, he got hurt. It wasn't like as if he... Um, he, he's ran all them years. So he could book the trend if he was good enough. But I don't think he's progressed to be a better uh, chaser than he was a hurdler, which you need them to do. Mighty Potter, to me, is a two-stone better chaser than he was a hurdler. And yeah, that's 100%. a good statement because because he was a grade one hurdler. So how yeah. good could he end up actually being? Like, yeah, to I totally me, agree. He's a weapon. He's a weapon. Jerry, can I just ask you quickly on a, on a point... More general, um, but that Daryl just picked yeah. up. When you're riding a horse, for example, if you feel like it maybe does want further, but you've ran it, you know, you've ridden it, for example, appreciate it over two miles where they're going a stride faster than they're maybe comfortable at. Horses do get slower as they get older and they finish very tired. Do you think that's because, for example, with him, he wasn't quite good enough? Or do you think it's because he was out of his comfort zone for too long and therefore finished tired? Yeah, and I agree. And I can see Daryl's point. And I just think like he's he's kind of proven that he can't beat the two milers like the, 
to, like if he turns up at Chelsea in the article. So you have to try something different. And until you go and do it, like if he goes and he doesn't stay well and good, but if he doesn't try something different, I think you're on a hide and nothing. I'd prefer to be running this race and not stay as opposed to knowing that you're going to go out and probably finish second or third or even fourth in the article. I just think try something different. Um, like when he won the Supreme, Paul Townend just let him rock from the front. He was confident he stayed. Like I just I, I don't see. The, Jeez, that the, was the a terrible supreme, a though, Jay. Terrible, wasn't I, it? Yeah, I know, I know. But it was just it was. But the minute like the minute the tape dropped, Paul was going. He was going to make it a test, and all he did was just like he, when he when he straightened up, just the speed he showed up the hill again. I just thought he, Paul rode him with loads of confidence that day, and I just think stepping up a trip, try something different, you know, because no. they're not. He's not going to win the article, so I think you're in a hiding to nothing by just going and trying it anyway, you know. Very true. I think it's harsh to say it was a dreadful Supreme now. Oh, Tom, come on, Tom. It was dreadful. It was absolutely dross. You had Blue Lord falling over at the last. You had Bally Adam who'd got he'd got within three less. I think it's a fair (laughs) harsh statement to say it was a dross race. Like, let's be honest. There's been two one fifty plus one sixty horse out of the race, so it's hardly dross now. There's been worse than that one, I can tell you that. Not many. No, (laughs) Not that bad. Right. Before we have um, any more disagreements over the ability of some of the race uh, horses that have ran in some of the top level races, we'll move on to what is potentially the trickiest, most frustrating race of the festival, or certainly the Thursday. And that is the Potence. Um, all but impossible to work out. However, I'm going to start with you, Daryl, because there's a horse in here that you've been talking about for. I don't know how long. I think since our first pod in November. However, Maxim got beat last time. And I imagine you could not believe your eyes. Yeah, it was disappointing, really, to see him get beat. Um, the money came for him on the day as well. And he, he was he was well-weighted under his albeit inexperienced rider and Kieran Quirk. Um, the race was so slowly run. That's one of the reasons why I couldn't have this Percy or Legoire in here. I couldn't, couldn't have that horse at all. So one I couldn't have. Um, but Maxim was tucked away on the inside, just sort of lobbing away through the race. Got no, got squeezed for room around the bend. Just, just got no, no run. It, it, I just, I've watched it back a few times. It was just sort of, I thought it was one of those rides where Gordon may have just said, Look, if you can win, if you get, if you're in a position to win, let, let's pick this money up. If not, there's another day down the line now it's probably sounds silly to say that because of the prize money on offer at the drf but this horse clocked an excellent time at leopardstown the time before back in december uh, in comparison to the home by the lee and any other race on the card it, it was it was excellent to suggest that he is a very well handicapped horse he was into, he was put into the stays hurdle market and i and i half had a look in all honesty that was back when before we had the, those at the top of that market now making it a, a quite a decent race but i think this maxim's got plenty more to come i really do think there's loads more to come he was given a very easy time once his sort of chance had gone as they turned, spun around the into the home straight um, and he was just pushed out under hands and heels. I just think there's more to come from him, particularly on that time figure. He's improved leaps and bounds in three starts for Gordon Elliott this this winter. Um, I, I like him quite a lot. He's got he's got a rating, a British rating of 145. I think that's more than fair. I think we'll see a different maximum at the festival. 145. That's not going to be easy to win. I wouldn't have said. No, so but with, don't forget this year as well, Meg. Don't forget this year as well. We, there's only four, quali- the top four qualified, don't they, this year? So it, it's been more difficult to get into the race. So 
I just think that when this cuts up, you've got a lot of dead wood in this in this particular contest. I think when this cuts up, I don't think the quality is perhaps going to be um, as widespread as it has been perhaps in the last few years. Fair enough. Interesting. I think it's going to be tricky off a, off a mark like that. A horse that has a lower mark. Jerry, I'm going to ask you about two of the uh, Nicky Henson horses that have been priced up. Walking on air is eight to one, and Captain Morgs ten to one. Um, both with prices that suggest they have chances. What are your thoughts on both of them? Yeah, it's a race. To be fair, that Nicky Henderson is actually kind of targeted with like with a lot of horses this season. I think we've actually about six qualified, um, and as long as all of them get in, he'll run as many as he can in the race. Um, walking on air first, um, I suppose. He's one of those horses. He's probably been a fraction disappointing. Like we ran him in a grade one as a novice because we we thought he was up to that level. And he just, he, fair enough, he didn't turn up in the day. But he's had a few little issues, um, none of his own fault, you know, that along the way. But he's one of those horses. He won the last day. And I think that will just do him the world of good. He's a horse, like you said, I wouldn't, if I was a punter, I wouldn't fancy have been following too closely because like, he probably will have cost plenty punters money. He has been fancied an awful lot and probably just didn't deliver. But he was good the last year on Exeter. Um, I think he'll enjoy the trip, the track, which should suit him. Um, but he's just, he's short enough in, in, a, in a competitive race. And I don't know, like, Daryl, this is probably a question for you, but like, I'd imagine from a punter's point of view in a race like this, like, do you, like, do you go for a horse that you know is going to stay, that's going to run his race? And an each way price as opposed to trying to find a horse that's going to win because you know yourselves a lot of like we're not if you're not in the know of what's very well handicapped and even if they are well handicapped and don't get luck on the day it's a trick I think it's one of those races you might be better off looking for a bit of value at each way prices I don't know what your thoughts on that Daryl are yeah that, that that's that's a very fair comment um you're normally going to get the concessions on the day are normally you know five six places uh so a lot of punters will be looking for that each way value um I can sort of walking on air is not really for me. Um, I think he's, he's he's let me down too many times. To be honest, it was much better at Exeter last time. But I I can completely see what you're what you're saying. I was more interested in Captain Morgs. Yeah, is he? Um, how much progression do you think this horse has got in him now? That he's been fitted with the cheek pieces. Yeah, well, I suppose I'm smiling because like this horse has so much ability. This, like, I promise you, this horse is so talented. He really has appreciated the step up and trip, and I think that will really suit him on a stiff track, and especially on the Thursday now as well. We're moving on to a different course, a bit more of a test of stamina. But this horse, I promise you, it would not surprise me if this fellow won the pretemps or he could pull up after three hurdles. He's one of those horses you could never, you don't know what side of the bed he gets up out in the morning, but he does have loads of ability. And the cheap pieces will have re they have really sharpened him up, they do help him. Um, Tom, I'm going to ask you about um, a couple of horses, if it's okay. I mean, it's a difficult race. Um, the first I'm going to touch on is Itchy Feet for Ollie Murphy. He won one of the qualifiers at Huntingdon and then ran a Haydock. He didn't disgrace himself by any means in the Rendlesham um, on the weekend. What are your thoughts uh, on his chances? I've never been a lover of the horse, if I'm being honest. He's got ability, there's no doubt about it. Um, but you'd always be looking at these races from a, a well handicapped point of view and I'm not so sure he's going to be super well handicapped but there is one horse in there that if he qualifies I fancy him strongly for it and if I fancy him strong he will qualify he runs on Saturday he runs at Chepstow on Saturday and he's a horse called Bear Gills mm -hmm. Nicky Martin very shrewd trainer this horse has serious form if you go back and look he, he 
beat make me a believer in a maiden hurley won a bumper by bloody 19 lengths in Warwick. He was fourth behind Bob Ollinger. Uh, Brave Man's Game. He was only half a length behind Brave Man's Game that day. He's gone chasing and it doesn't, it hasn't worked. He was never that type of horse. Tall angular horse, but had so much ability. Him off 139, if he gets into that race, man alive, he's going to take some stopping. He's Cheltenham form. I'm sure he'll stay. And all he has to do is qualify. Do you think this <laughs> is... Um... Do you think it's the jumping that's that's cost him over fences then, Tom? Because I look to me, he looks like he travelled, he travelled, and travelled, and he looks like he's been stopping. It, it's the the abilities there. It's always been the jumping. He can get away with that over hurdles. He can get away with it as he's shown plenty of times. He just can't get away with it over fences. But if he reverts back to hurdles and gets in off one three nine, he's a one fifty horse. Tom, does he stay three miles? Look at he. Good horses will stay. I'd be guaranteed that this horse, he, he ran a lovely race that day in Cheltenham. That was 2-5. I'm not, I'm more worried about if he gets in or not than, than if he stays. Let's put it that way. Well, for anyone that does um, like Bear Gills as well, he's 25 to 1 at the moment. So he is good. But he's, he's 25. Yeah, but he's 25 to 1 because he's not qualified yet. You know what I mean? So he yeah, has to yeah, qualify. Yeah, sure, yeah, of course. But I'm so, sure he'll be so a bit short. If he goes and wins Saturday, he'll be a bit shorter for sure. You, you want to jump on now ahead of, ahead of, um, Chester, well, if he stays, no, if he no wins, no <laughs> if he wins, if he wins on Saturday, it's a two mile seven qualifier. If he wins on Saturday, he'll definitely stay in Cheltenham. Well, yeah, there you go. Absolutely. If you stay at Chepstow, you can stay pretty, yeah. pretty well everywhere. Um, Jerry or Daryl, either of you have a big price um, that you wanted to throw in? Um, not really. I think you made a, a good point there, though, about Bear Giles. <clears throat> just to say that he is non-running non-running money back on the Betfair Sportsbook. So if you do want to back him now before back him now before Saturday is a way to play it because like Tom said, if he goes and wins Saturday, he's probably going to half in price. You're going to get the 25 to 1. If he doesn't go and win Saturday, even if he doesn't qualify, you're going to get your money back. He so, won't run. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the way to play it. But uh nothing nothing else for me really at the at the minute, Meg. Jerry. No, I'm happy to move on, Meg. Brilliant. The attempt is such a tricky race. I think everyone's sort of surrendering slightly to that. <laughs> um, so race three uh, is the feature of day three, which is the Ryanair. Um, Daryl's going to be absolutely delighted that when we touched on the Ryanair a few weeks back, he chose Shiskin. So Daryl, you must be over the moon with his recent run um, at Ascot. He looked like he was back to his best. Yeah, fantastic to see, wasn't it? It was it was a really, really good performance. Um, chuff for, for, for Nicky, Jerry and the team. Uh, I mean, he was sublime, really, wasn't he? He's a horse that I've said many times. I just thought he'd always wanted to step up and trip. He's got that really nice long stride on him. Um, and for me, he'd get three miles. I, this is definitely the right race for him. I don't want to see them going up to the Gold Cup, moving from two miles up to three, three two in two runs. It's not something I... I like to see from horses. I know he's a nine-year-old, but he's he's fairly lightly raced for a nine-year-old. People are knocking him, saying he's going to be Ted next year if he goes to the Gold Cup. You know, he's too old for the Gold Cup. But you must remember, this horse is, is fairly lightly raced for his age. He's only had 15 runs in total. Um, I think he's he's a class act. I'd be... It has been annoying me. People are now knocking... Like, people do this all the time. They did it with Blue and Blazing Cow, saying he might bounce next time. Like They're saying about Shishkin now, will he be able to back that up in three, in three weeks? Um, I think How's he going to bounce? He ran into Tingle Creek. Well, not not here. I'm saying that they they're saying about 
um, Blazing Cow might, Cow might bounce in the stairs hurdle now because Shishkin's a shorter price. They're now saying, oh, well, will Shishkin back it up? It's all absolute nonsense, right? This horse backed up, what, 10, 10 wins in, in grade one, or almost 10 wins in grade one company time after time. I think he genuinely had that issue. It was nice to see him jump nice and straight. I think he's, uh, I think, again, I think this is another banker of the meeting. If anyone can make a good case for something to take him on with, uh, I'm, I'm all ears, but I think he'll take a world of beating. This is certainly a race that's that's cutting up. Um, Jerry, you must have been delighted to see him more than anything, just travel with so much more zest than he has done the last couple of times. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose I think like now Nico de Bumble commented, like the, the writing was on the wall fairly early too. He said, like after two fences, he knew he was he was in the right place. I do think though Nico probably deserved a lot of credit for the ride. I know he was in the best horse in the race like with hindsight I just thought he gave him loads of room he just gave him a lovely ride and actually by taking like by giving the horse plenty of room he actually pushed Fakir Dudery wide as well I just thought it was a very good ride and I just you know like when when lads win on these grade one horses sometimes people just think oh they were only steering jobs but I thought it was a very good ride and I think this race as well the Ryanair looking at kind of the entries at this stage it's probably going to cut up to be a small enough field which does suit Shishkin again you know he does want that bit of room um, just for more confidence than anything else but yeah it was great to see the horse back to, to back to his best and you know even though he's nine he could still be improving yes absolutely and like Daryl said he's like the racehorse as well so plenty of miles hopefully left on the clock um, Tom are you with Shiskin or is there anything you take him on with I mean Blue Lord massively underperformed or you know was a bit disappointing last time if we're honest I I love the animal I always have um I will say I took him on at Ascot. I was I, I brought one of my horses to a vet's about six, seven, eight weeks ago, and Shiskin was having his little operation on the same day. <laughs> and I remember thinking, keep that in mind if no one hears about it the next time. But of course, Nikki's team and that they're very vocal. We gave him a wind up, and I was just I I bet picked Dory's last two runs. I had a good bet last two runs, and I thought, young, improving horse, maybe this is a time where he'll just take on the mantle. And from Shiskin to come and do what he did, I thought, wow, you are back to your best. You are awesome. That horse mm-hmm. just, he's a, such a lovely way of galloping behind the bridle. When you ask him to pick up, he lengthens, he lengthens, he jumps. And yeah, I'm sure three miles won't be a problem, but it won't matter to him here. Cheltenham Farm, this, this is his to lose. Yeah, it's... um. It sounds as though everyone's with Shiskin. Daryl, do you want to touch on any of these sort of Irish runners that could take them on? I mean, I mean, Janadil was probably going to be the popular one after his, his seasonal return win over uh, Hatton Kalur in the Red Mills Chase at Gorham Park. Um, the one I just, I will just mention this, just err on the side of caution for those that do like Janadil because he's got a fantastic record first time out. Now there were reports to saying that he looked a bit fat in the parade ring, um, but this horse has the enthusiasm for racing if you like first time out and he doesn't tend to back it up that would just concern me 26 days on for Janadil. um outside of that i think you you're clutching at straws for anything to get near shishkin um and Janadil is hardly an each way price at five to one conflated's not going to go here he's going to go to the gold cup blue lord i mean you're braver than me if you want to touch him fury road's a quirky enough horse on his days, talented enough, he'll travel there. He's probably a good trading option, but uh, whether or not he's going to follow through with it is is up for debate. But uh, Shishkin, how far, Meg? How far? How far? Well, to be honest, Jerry's done plenty of bets on how far they're going to win. So maybe <laughs> uh, come the end, he's going to do another by eight lengths or something. Um, our, our fourth race, which I actually 
should have said, this is really our feature. We've got two feature races, I suppose. They're both grade ones. But our, our main event on um, the Thursday is actually the stairs hurdle. So that is the fourth race. Um, and, well, a race that is falling apart, but it's coming back together slightly. Blazing Cull is now a nine to four favourite. And uh, I don't know, Tom, rightly or wrongly so. Look, uh, there's a lot of buzz around this horse uh, because he's had all that time off and he'd been to Cheltenham and he had Cheltenham form. Now, he did be a decent yardstick in Gilino Bello, who went on and won the grade one in Aintree. But I'm not so sure that's brilliant form. I'm not so sure it's top class. This is a certainty for a staying hurdle, hurdle vision form. And for that reason, my main fancy in it, and I've loved him, is Tayupu, is Gordon Elliott's horse. Because... If you if you if you go back, he came as a juvenile and they were campaigning them over two miles and he was beaten getting beaten by Quilixios, who won the Triumph Hurdle. Now he hasn't franked the form as such. And then he was mopping heads with honeysuckle uh, over two miles. The minute he gave him a bit of light and stepped him up in trip, he goes and beats Classical Dream. That was over two, three. Then he stepped him up in, in Gorham Park to three miles, and he absolutely now Somerville boy, eleven year old, it's not exactly whopping good uh, horses he's beaten but the ability was there and he strode away from them so I'm adamant that the three miles is only going to bring out more improvement and he's only a six year old and you're Who not worried if the ground's dry problems. sorry Tom you, would you be worried if the ground stayed dry he'll run he'll run regardless mm. but you think I that would, means I would, his chances no, I don't think it will because it won't be good ground. They won't let it be good ground. Cheltenham don't allow good ground. It will be on the slow side of good at, 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 at its quickest. So it'll be genuinely good to soft ground. We get here every year, especially with the Irish. Oh, he needs heavy ground. I've been here more times. Mikel Dagen, Vatour. Oh, they've been running on heavy ground. That's what they're running on. They have no choice in the matter. Good ground can bring out improvement in them all. <laughs> Fair enough. It'll be interesting to see. We've got another Irish fancy as well with Home by the Lee. Daryl, what do you think his chances are? I know that Joseph O'Brien has been pretty uh, sort of strong on this horse. He's pretty confident. Carlo, I don't think he's improved his form this season at all. I think he's been beating horses that have been operating below their best. Um, I don't like him. He was well beaten in the race last year. Uh, I can see why he's been popular. He was popular at a time when this market really sort of needed to develop and needed some horses to sort of cut, step into the light. And now they have, he's sort of taken a little bit of a little bit of a backseat. I think in a lot of people's minds, I couldn't have him for, for what it's worth. I couldn't have Tahipu either, uh, to, to be honest. Who's, who's your fancy? Um, I think Blazing Cow has, has got a great chance. Um, uh, he fits, Blazing Cow fits so many stats for this race. 17 of the last 27 have been won by second season hurdlers. Yeah, return of a career best. I thought the form line through meet and greet was very good. I thought that was um, a nice tie through a couple of other horses in this particular race. Like I say, the time was good. He, he won going away. I think he's going to come on a ton. Um, loves the course. No ground worries. I don't. Re I, I couldn't really knock him to be honest. I think he's got plenty in his favour. In, in in regards to Tahipu, the, the Hatton's Grace was so slowly run. Um, it was it was very very slowly run, and then his Gorham Park run beating Somerville Boy, like the second circuit on that three mile circuit was something like sixty eight lengths faster than what they went on the first. So it basically turned into a sprint, 
And the third today has come out my design and been absolutely battered by Queensbrook. I think it's absolute shocking form, that Galmoy hurdle. Um, I think, uh, again, I think he, he's got ground uh, sort of to prove. I'm not, as, I'm not as sort of like as against him on the ground terms as anything else, but I do think he has stamina still to prove for me. Uh, and I don't think suspect stays win the stay as hurdle. So I think uh, Blazing Cow will be the one for me. Do you not think three miles on heavy ground round Goran eliminates stamina issues? Not when they go as slow as they did. It was absolutely adorable. They basically trotted the first circuit. It was remarkable how slow they went. It really was. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think. Funny. It... I'm funny how he picked up then in it. If he wasn't going to stay, I'd say that you you might say he hasn't got the ability to beat Blazing, Blazing Cal, but I can tell you one thing: the stamina won't be an issue. Stamina's not proven. That's all I'm saying. Tom. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll give you that. I give you that. And you boys love proving. You love you. You boys love that proof, don't you? Can't see into the future. You love proof. Well, I don't know how you can back uh, a suspect stay on a stairs hurdle when he's going to go a championship pace at three miles. I also don't think he handled the downhill run in the uh, in the champion hurdle last year. But look, that's just my opinion. Like they were going too I'm fast for him. Oh, my word, I think I need to cut in here. Right. Um, I'm going to ask, uh, Jerry, I'm going to ask you about another one who I suppose has a bit of a question mark next to Stamina, uh, Marie's Rock. Now, I think everyone has been convinced she's going to be going to the mayor's. However, was it last week you decided to tell us that actually, no, what about the stayers? Come on, surely not. Um, and just, just before we go on to Marie's Rock, just can we touch on Paisley Park? It's not that long ago. It is about three weeks ago when we touched in this race, we all probably came to the conclusion that Paisley Park was such a solid bet. And I think he was about five or six to one at the time because he knew he was going to go there. He's got track form. He's got everything. And now he's 14 to one. Surely he's overpriced at an each way bet. Like he's a legend of a horse. Like surely, like I'm not saying he's going to win this year, but a 14 to one, he surely weren't any good each way bet. They went too slow for him last time, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I just I just think like I said like we spoke about a few weeks so he was one of those horses we knew he was going to turn up here so I just think fourteen to one it's a bit of an insult I think on on his price but anyway sorry that's my rant over, um, Marie's Rock rant? yeah, um, Marie's Rock yeah very interesting, um, yeah it was a couple of weeks ago I'd say we just mentioned she might go stairs, probably not ideal to go three miles for the first time at Cheltenham in a Grade one against in open company against Geldings, everything like that. But we're confident she stays. Um, Jerry, yeah, we can't have maybe yes, no, not sure. What <laughs> race is she going for? Stay up there. Come on, come on. You can, we can see it in your face. She's going for the stairs. No, because I'm just trying to think of how to phrase this because I don't honestly oh. know. And it, and the thing is, I don't even think the trainer knows. Okay. It's a bit like a Willie Mullins moment. I think they're going to leave it till literally a minute to ten, and declaration button will either get hit or not. And right. um, the, like I said, the weather forecast will be interesting. She won't go three miles if it's if if we have a downpour the week beforehand or even on the week, and it's going to be proper soft testing, heavy ground. She won't go three miles, but we'll be on weather watch. Okay. That is, that, is, that, is, that is no, 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 no. That is the cheekiest <laughs> smile to try and get out of actually saying it. There is a there is a statement in life: stop sitting on the fence, you'll get splinters. You have a stake. In, you actually have a stake in your ass. Never mind the splinter. Okay. <laughs> if 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 you, I would put it this way: I would love to see her go three miles. 
I would love to see her run the world her in the the stairs hurdle this year. Jerry, are you saying stairs or is Nikki stay, saying stairs? What like are you just like saying you that said, that's where you want her to go, or is are you saying that because that's where he wants to her to go? No, well, I'm like obviously not speaking on behalf of him, but I'd love to see her run the stairs. Okay, right. Let's put it this way: she's gonna lock, she's gonna run the stairs. Might as well scrap it from the mayor. They think Epton's gonna win. Basically, that's rounding up fairly shortly. What Jerry but, is trying but, to say. But then Ep- Epton could run the champion hurdle. Make it, uh, <laughs> that's, another, that's another conundrum. Have a day off. Come on. Come on. Right. Absolute carnage. Paisley Park, we had a horse um, 14 to 1 that we mentioned. Any other big prices worth chucking in here? Darren, did you see about Zana here the other day? No, absolutely not. I said Side the Burley is interesting Burley, at, okay. a huge, at a huge price. Um, and we, we had the discussion about whether he would go to the attempts again or not. He's 11 now. Um, there's obviously the last attempts entry is at Chepstow on Saturday. He's not entered in that. So it looks like he could, could well go here. I just think that his price tag is a little bit insulting considering he's got a fabulous record in the spring. He's got an excellent record at Cheltenham. He was second in 2021. He had beat Flora and Porter at Aintree last year. I just think that you can take nine of these out in front of him in the market. And he's he's forty to one non running no bet. I just think he could sneak a place. The only issue with sort of each way betting, and it'd be my same same issue with Paisley Park is if you know they sort of can't win the race, then you you're taking one of those places place terms out. Do you get what I mean? Um, so perhaps uh, I I would probably back him actually forty to one non running no bet each way because I do think this is going to cut up quite significantly. And uh, look, he's a spring horse. He, he's probably not good enough to win the race, but stranger things have happened. I'm, I'm going to throw one in that I, I like, and I'm not saying he's going to win, but Dashiell Drasher is such a solid horse. He keeps putting in amazing efforts, being placed, bumping into one, but he's 16 to 1, and I just think that's not a bad price to, to back him each way because I wouldn't be remotely surprised to run and finish third and run another career best. He's just so solid, so that's my kind of bigger price one to throw in for the stayers. Um Right, we've got another three races left. So the fifth of those is the plate handicap. Again, a race with so many potential runners. It's so difficult to work these handicaps out at the moment. Um, we've got a 92 favourite. Daryl, you've been enjoying all the favourites so far today. Um, so we'll go with you quickly first. So Scottish. Yeah, I know, uh, it's, fr- I know it's frustrating, but like, I've been doing the column that the anti post column has been running since October. Obviously, Mighty Potter's on at bigger prices, Banbridge on at bigger prices. So Scottish went up at 16 to 1. He's now 9 to 2. Like, I, I've not seen anything that would sway my opinion to change my opinion to now. So it does. That's why it probably looks like I'm at the head of the market because I'm certainly not normally. I think so, so, Scottish is, is, is the most interesting runner in the race by a country mile. Emmett Mullins, obviously had the shunter win this a couple of years ago. So Scott is very similar type round boot Hill, very close at, at, uh, at Ascot last time and three pounds out of the handicap. Um, I thought two miles was a bare minimum for him. So stepping up and trip is, is what I wanted to see. This is his only entry. I think off a mark of one, three, eight, he's going to be towards the bottom of the weights in here. If something like Hatton Kalur's turns up, adamantly chosen, perhaps second favorite, it's going to put him right down at the bottom of the weights. I think if Michael O'Sullivan perhaps keeps the ride, Claims a further five off him. I think he's got a massive chance. He's very much improving. Um, done nothing wrong in three starts over fences this season. 
62% of the handicap chase at Cheltenham are won by novices, or they were at least from last year. And uh, he, he fits a lot of stats and trends. I just think he's got a lot in his favour. I mean, I could see him going off at, I mean, the shunter went off at nine to four. I could see him going off sort of that price on the day. Pretty strong. I think it'll be your money that changes him, actually. Oh, um, yeah, I'll be going in. <laughs> Tom, seven to one at the moment, Il Rodoto, who's been in great form all year in these types of races. Seems like it's the race he's going to go for. What would your thoughts be on him? Yeah, look, he looks solid, doesn't he? And, and since he went onto this course, which he was good on the last day, he just looks a solid horse. The, the horse I thought was sneaky, and, and he's not well handicapped, but he has three runs at Cheltenham and been in the money, is Dan Skelton's Midnight River. Um, uh, albeit the Scottish is if they're a stone in hand, they just win. And uh, this lad's not well handicapped from a point, but by God, he ain't going to let anyone down because he runs his race. Um, outside outside of them, it's it's such an open race until you see the declarations to know what's actually going to run. But Midnight River is a solid stick and surely being the first four. Yeah, always runs a, a real solid race, especially at Cheltenham. Um, Jerry, a horse I want to touch base on with you is Balco Coastal. He does also hold other entries. He's currently eight to one for the plate. Where do you think he's going to go? And come on, like Tom says, no more splinters, no sitting on the fence. <laughs> the sea is very comfy, by the way. Um, <laughs> like I said, he's, 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 he's still in the Turners. And if he hadn't ran Jerry Kalom so close at Sandown, the last in a grade one, I think it would have been an easy answer. He'll be going straight, definitely going for the handicap. Uh, but I suppose he's still in both races. I'd, Im I'd imagine the owners would obviously be keen to go for a grade one, but I think I'd love to see him line up in the, in the plate, in the handicap chase. I just think, like Daryl touched on there with novices, have a very good record in this race. He's very unexposed over the trip, over fences. He's a novice. I believe it or not, I, th I think he'll actually come on for the run at Sandown as well, you know, and I just think the race would probably run to suit um, Jerry Colom on the day. It turned into a bit of a stamina test. They, they kicked on a long way from home and I think that suited Jerry Colom because I think he's a proper stare. Whereas I think Balco Coastal, I think he's a proper two, like I, if this fella jumped Jerry. sharp enough, he'd, he'd be a two miler, but he's a two and a half miler because he's jumping. But I got him a handicap and I think he's a great chance. Come on, you can't tell me that the plate's not going to be a test of stamina. They will go flat to the pan the whole way. Yeah, but you can drop him in, and I don't think he needs to, like I said, I just think the race was set up for Jerry Klom the last day. Put it this way, Balco Coastal, he's a what, eight to one shot for the plate, and he's probably 25 to one shot for the turners. So that kind of tells me where he should be going. Yeah, okay, interesting. You just want them to hack and sprint for him to be able to use his speed, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah, it would suit. <laughs> oh dear absolutely love it um okay any big prices from anyone we've gone for a couple that are sort of 10 to 1 or shorter but you know we've got a huge amount of potentials in here surely someone with a big price who do you like me yeah i think it's a really hard race il rodoto is so solid and you know he loves Cheltenham, and the cheap pieces helped massively last time i wouldn't be looking too far away from him um, but would I your dad keep those cheap pieces on? Like, would, would he work in those cheap pieces at home? No, no. he will have done a piece of work in them, but he won't work in them at home again. Okay, just interesting. So, I'm just wondering if they because if, if they work again, the time was so good at that, that was actually the best 
in terms of on the clock, it was the best handicap run at Cheltenham all, all season. And it was, it was very quick between himself and Fugitive. The cheek pieces have, have obviously added an extra spark to him because earlier in the year, he just wasn't finishing out his race for whatever reason. He looked a little bit tripless, stuck between two, two and a half. Those cheek pieces seem to have brought out that, that drive in finishing him. So I'm just, if they work again, he's going to have a big chance. To be honest, the thing is as well, is Harry Cobham didn't actually really want to make the running that day. He kind of jumped off to be positive, ended up there and no one took him on. I actually think he would even be, you can argue it works, but I I don't think I'd be against seeing him just sitting in behind the leaders again. Because, you know, especially in a race like this, they will go absolutely flat out. He's got a bit of speed to hold a position, but he doesn't have to make the running. So yeah. I just think he's really solid. If know, they do, if, if they do go flat out, that's all right. That's all right, Gino. He runs on Saturday in the Pendle. Um, I think if he's declared, if he's not declared for that, he's probably looking fairly handicapped on a mark of 141. If, if he will want them to go flat out um, mm. because he he stays all day, so he could be interesting at a bit of a price. But so Scotch is the one you want to get on. Um, Jerry, a sixteen to one shot gold endeavour. Do you think we'll see him going to Chatham at all? Um. Yeah, I suppose like he was favoured for the Reynolds down odds on at the weekend. And he was, for me, he was a bit disappointing on the day. His jumping probably wasn't slick enough um, and he got found out. But he's actually entered back over hurdles in the Coral Cup as well. So he's got a few entries. But, and I don't, I don't honestly know where he's going to go. And that's, that's the, that, that I, hands up, that is the truth. <laughs> oh, honesty is the best policy. Love it. Um, okay, well, on to race six, which is the Mayor's Novice. Um, grade two, obviously a race that's been introduced fairly recently. Um, I think this is actually really competitive. It's people are, can either like it or hate it that the fact that this race has been added, but um, it's it's not without some talented uh, potential runners anyway. And at the top of the market, Jerry, we'll start with you. Eleven to eight, Lucia, who just keeps impressing. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, Megan. I don't think it's competitive. I think it's a one horse race. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, she's she's an incredible mare, and it was very interesting that the the English handicapper gave her an, an opening mark of 142 yesterday, which for a filly as a novice herd, I thought that's an incredible mark. Um, I'd say probably your horse, the, the um, your horse that's favourite for the two and a half mile race, um, Hermes Allen. I think he got an opening mark of 142. You know, and that's a gelding. Like it doesn't happen too often, especially here in England, that horses get opening marks at 100 in the 140s. Usually, kind of the handicapper goes a solid 133, 135, maybe. But it's just incredible. She's a very good mare. And it's still like she's the kind of mare she's still, she's been kept in the Supreme. She's the only filly in the Supreme, only mare in the Supreme. Um, but like I said, she's she's a short price favorite for this race. And you'd imagine the owners, their breeders as well, they'd prefer to go for the race. I think she's the best chance of winning. And um, yeah, and I think, I think if she turns up in this race, she wins. Uh, Tom. You Wear It Well was behind Hermes Allen in the shallow hurdle. Uh, Jerry obviously just mentioned him. Um, but You Wear It Well obviously came out and has won at Sandown since, and her stamina was pretty well proven. Um, what are your thoughts on her chances? Listen, uh, if Lucia's as good as uh, Jerry says, which she physically looks like. I think she won a nothing race in Exeter, if I'm being honest. That listed mare, mm-hmm. or that listed hurdle in Exeter was a nothing race, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I, um, you wear it well. They have similar farm lines. Probably you wear it well is more workmanlike than Lucia, um, but they both have finished five, six lengths uh, of She's a Saint. 
uh, very similar form, albeit Jerry's opening mark. I didn't know she got a one four two of her opening handicap mark, which would leave her seven pounds better off levels with you wear it well. But I personally in the race, I'm going to back you wear it well each way and hope that uh, Jerry's wrong and she's not as good as everyone thinks. But the fact that they're thinking about a Supreme says that she's obviously a weapon at home as well. Uh, Magical is always the other one each way that I like. She won a grade three early in the season. And I think she's been left away for the better ground and the spring campaign. Uh, Max McNeil and the Bryslands own this filly. And she looks smart that day. She's three from three. And until they're beaten, they're not beaten. But um, I would rather go with two bigger prices and back them each way than lump on a filly that, you know, is a lot of lot of good talk about her. She's visually impressive, but she hasn't beaten what I class as good horses just yet. I suppose the, the way she's been doing her winning is what's been more yeah. impressive than necessary. Absolutely. Her actual form. Um, Absolutely. Uh, as you mentioned, you were quite keen on looking at some of the bigger price horses. Daryl, you also flagged up a bigger price, 14 to 1 Foxy Girl from a yard that's done extremely well with the mayor's Henry de Bromhead. Yeah, I thought this horse was quite interesting. Just an improvement from her first start at the beginning of December when beaten by Liberty Dance uh, into her second start at Limerick. Uh, she beat in excess, who went out and bolted up next time. Um, she, she's learning all the time. She was green as grass at, at Thurless back in December and she took a good step forward, I thought, uh, on Boxing Day. She's just one that interests me. I think she's one of the, I don't think it's too, I think a lot of these have shown their hand, whereas I think she's one of the horses that could just take another step forward. So, I think that she's she's of interest. I would have liked to have seen her again before this race. In all honesty, um, but she'll be she'll be one to keep an eye on. In terms of you wear it well, I think um, Tom's on the right lines with her. She I mentioned on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, and everyone was trying to tell me I was wrong with that. She had run a, the same circuit time as um, as Hermes Allen did in the Challo, but she was held right out of the rear of the field because they held her up to try and get the trip for the first time. Um, that sort of went missed a little bit, and she then she went and dotted up at, at Sandown. Her form, like Tom said, is is as uh, as good as the, the favourite Lucia's at the moment. I have her running into the high one thirty, so I don't think she's got as much to find as her official rating suggests she has. Um, so she's obviously interesting at, at nine to one as, a, as, a, as an each way play. I do think there's probably more improvement to come from Lucia than perhaps you wear it well, but. Um, I could definitely see why you would take a chance at, at, at back in you wear it well with Jamie Snowden each way. But uh, for me, I just think that Lucia just might edge this in the, in the class department. Another one I just want to mention before we move on to our final race. Um, actually, one yesterday, Katira for uh, Dan Skelton. Tom, were you impressed by her performance? I, she won a Huntington over two and a half last time and they dropped her back. But um, you can't help but be impressed with what she's done so far. Look, again, she's going to go up a good bit in the weights and she absolutely dotted up at market race and, and that's what they'll be gearing towards. They like having plenty of runners, Dan. Um, Likeable mare, again, there's so many strength and depth at the top of the market uh, in better class races. I just wonder, will she be good enough? But only time will tell. Yes, so uh, Jerry, who likes to say or likes to think this isn't competitive as it turns out through our discussion it sounds like there is more competition to Lucia than you're giving the race credit for Jerry um so I'm quite looking forward to the mayor's novice myself so we'll see how that all works out um our final race of the Thursday is the Kim Muir uh obviously amateur riders 
on board in this. Again, a really tricky race to try and work out. Um, Jerry, I'm going to start with you. Gutapan Colange is a horse that you wanted to flag up 16 to 1 at the moment. Yeah, horse of Charlie Longson's JP McManus. Um, like we all kind of know JP likes to support this race because he like he supports obviously the amateurs and likes Derek Connor and people like that. So I just think, yeah, this horse, Charlie Longs, he's done a good job with him. Like I think he's 132 rated now. He won at Etoxeter the last day. Um he's I think he's about four from eight over fences. I still think he's still in he's still in, an improving horse, and I just think this race could suit him. Um you know, as you talked to her last day, we ran a horse called Mr. Coffee. He finished second. Probably wasn't enough of a test over three miles around you talk to her. He goes for a three mile six race. Whereas this lad, I, he still, he beat the horse fair and square and I was impressed with him. And I just thought when I saw him in the in the, in the the prices for the Kim Muir, I just thought it might be a race that they'll target. And the Charlie Longs, and you know, it's been a while since he had a Cheltenham Festival winner. But I think I think this this is a good chance, especially at 16 to 1. I think he's a good each way shout. Yeah, they um impossible market our favorite at the moment is nine to two stump town um daryl you've been liking the favorites today is he one that you'd be with uh not 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 for me he's very popular though amongst pundits uh, and people uh, on the twitter sphere at the moment stump town uh, I, I would I'm, I'm interested in mr incredible I've, I've been interested in this horse for for a long time i've actually backed him last year quite heavily at newbury to beat a hoist and you already was absolutely smashed 31 lengths um that was when he was with henry de bromhead Seems to have turned a corner, though, uh, with Willie Mullins. I know they're looking at the Grand National for him. I'm sure Patrick would love to love to ride him in this particular contest first before. Um, he's got a rating, I just think, just under the ceiling, isn't he? What is he, 145, 144? So he's just under that ceiling bracket. Yeah. yeah, just under that ceiling bracket. I think he's very interesting. He's open to plenty of improvement. He could just be a class act in this field. But um, I, I do like to kind of wait a little bit to see sort of uh, what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know about you, Tom, do you put, how much emphasis do you put on uh, jockey bookings in these sort of races? Well, massive. <laughs> and that's why I'll go for uh, the the one I like is going to be Manella Crooner, uh, coming from Gordon's. Obviously changed ownership very recently. I know that pedigree very well. I had a little horse I bought at a store called Adrastos. They're all handy. They're not over big. And myself and Gordon went to town in Newmarket on this little horse, and I was livid I missed him. He's a lovely, lovely little horse, and he's been tenderly handled <laughs> with, this, <laughs> with this race in mind. I love the animal. The animal's solid, and yeah, jockey bookings are massive in a race like this. Massive. There's another horse I like if it gets in. It may not that it would get in if the ground was slow enough. It was about to bolt up the other day in Ireland. Angels Dawn. Um, it has an entry in the Midlands Grand National as well. But also, I'd be very, very taken if this if it took its engagement here and the ground was slow enough for it. That was in the process. Yeah, it was in the process of, well, it was cantering three out when it ca- when he unseated. Um, but there's a big day in that, whether the ground will be slow enough to run it in the Kinmuir. But if it is and it runs, it'll take a bit of stopping. So they're the two I like, sevens and fourteens is Manella Crooner and Angel Stone if they run. So we're going to be looking at jockey bookings and ground for the Kinmuir um, yeah. come, come declaration. So um, certainly an interesting one. Uh, we've got some very talented amateurs out and about um, and they'll all be trying to get snapped up for the best chances. Um, okay, well, that is all seven of our races for the Thursday covered. Um, Tom, we do a sort of £20 free bet uh, on any of the race on Thursday. You can do anything 
with the with the 20 pound that you like um all the winnings hopefully winnings go to the injured jockeys fund um so if you have a think about which you'd like to do i'm going to just go to jerry jerry and daryl first because we're does it does it have to be on does it have to be on the thursday yeah, we'll ask you. We'll ask you if you've got a tip for any other day afterwards. But you're back for the <laughs> Thursday, please. Yeah, any Tom. of the, any of the, well, whatever you like with the twenty pound on on the Thursday, you can split it if you like. Um, Tom's but, Tom's probably trying to put in something from Huntington on the Thursday now or something. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> as long as it wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so basically. As usual, Daryl and Jerry, we can either stick or twist, but obviously you can only twist one. So I'm going to go through what we had before. Although, Jerry, you're quite lucky because you actually weren't on the pod for the Turners of the Ryanair. So um, I'm pretty sure. Actually, you're not that I, lucky. I was just going to say, you classify me as lucky. I've got yeah. Gino Bello each way in the stairs hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Lauren might be absolutely fuming at me, but I'm going to give you a, another bet for or a chance to have a, a choice in both of the Ryanair and the Turners. So to start with Daryl, the stairs hurdle, you went Paisley Park £10, Cider Burley £10. Yeah, I'm going to twist that and shove it all on uh, Blazing Cow. Okay, so total twist. I'm happy, you'll be happy with Turners, Mighty Potter, Shiskin, Ryanair. Yeah. Keeping them. Okay, I went Paisley Park in the stairs. Turners appreciate it. And then... I'm going to twist my Ryanair, which was Blue Lord. And I think I'm going to go Shiskin. And I don't know what price I can get, but I'm going to do a by more than five lengths. Um, probably be pretty short, but better than nothing. Um, Jerry, your stairs, I can't, I can't really have two bets and a twist. So, but it's not even going to run. Well, no, Meg, Megan, to be fair, you actually owe me because you told me that Gino Bello probably will go for stairs. So you yeah. had me away. No, 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 so, no. Like, I said, I, if, you know, I said if he ran well in the cleave, which he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't pass the blame to me. You also said that you don't know which race Marie's Rock's going for. So anyway, we won't have that argument. Um, okay, so the, you can twist. Juliano Bello, and then you get a new bet for the Turner and the Ryanair. Right. Can I can I put Marie's Rock in the stairs hurdle? Right, that answers <laughs> that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> Turners, I'm going to be boring and just go with Mighty Potter. I think he's one of the bankers of the meeting. Okay. And for the Ryanair, I can't be boring again and go with Shishkin. Can you I? cannot take on Shishkin, surely. No, I, you I, I'm do just trying to do something like I'm, what I did and choose the lengths or something. That's what you normally do. That's what we did with John Bond. Yeah, true. Very true. He doesn't um, want to. He doesn't want to make the same mistake twice. <laughs> do you know what your pick is? Tom, do you know is what it? your pick is? Yeah, Tom. Sorry, whilst Jerry's just trying to work out what he wants to do, do you know yours? M Manella Crooner in the Kim Muir. Okay, very easy. Straight down. Love that, Jerry. I'll go Shishkin by eight lengths. Exactly, or more than. Oh, more eight lengths or more. Okay, I was going to say that is quite brave going exactly eight lengths, but um, no, 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 <laughs> okay, eight lengths or more. Um, okay, well that's good. We've got a few new bets. Hopefully, um, Lauren isn't uh, listening to us. Lauren from Betfair probably tearing her hair out because I've given everyone more more free bets. But anyway, um, we can deal with that once the pod is <laughs> is over. Um, Tom in. I'd love to know who is your banker for the meeting. 
Oh, banker, fool. Good shout, Megs. Good shout. Any day, any race. Uh, they're quite they're quite uh, they're quite boring uh, I like bankers I like I like bigger prices really <laughs> like bankers I suppose <laughs> if you if you pushed if you pushed me on one it'd be Mighty Potter right Mighty Potter that is your and okay and I'm going to ask you another one of all the horses that you have purchased that are likely to run, two questions. Who would you like to win the most and who do you think is the most likely to win? Oh, well, Brave Man's Game. And you can have that for both. Who's the most love likely that. to win and who would I love to win more? So love you it. can have a look at <clears throat> Galloping the Champ if he's as good as they're all staying and whatnot. We're a solid, solid Gold Cup contender. Galloping could and maybe looks like a bit of an exception, but He'll have, he'll have, he'll know he's won a gold cup to pass us. That's all I do know. Exciting, absolutely. But um, there's well one horse. There's one horse I want to put up at a big price. Oh come on, yeah, we want another one. Yeah, yeah. more the better. Do we do a, do we do a drum roll? Do the drum roll all you like, buddy. Thirty-three on, to one. Thirty-three to <laughs> one, and I've had I've had a massive bet each way, and I'm. It's oh in the champion God. bumper. It's in the champion bumper. He's a horse called Cap Captain Teague. Oh, yeah, you love yes. this horse, don't you? Oh, yeah, I, think this is, I think this is exceptional, this horse. The only thing that could potentially catch him a little is uh, race, racing, not ability, uh, more so lack of racing. Um, but the ability's there, that's for and sure. And you think he'll run, thing. despite the fact that PFN doesn't love running horses in the champion bumper? Uh, well, he's been telling me for all along it's going to run. So obviously ground dependent, it not being silly. But uh, the only reason I bet it is because he said it was potentially going to run. This is classy. This is good. This is a yeah, pedigree to win at Cheltenham. So. I think you put him up to me in September or so as your horse to follow for the season. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because he won by five lengths down in, in Plumpton. I know it's a silly thing, but listen, Plumpton is as... It sounds stupid. When when Willie was bringing Album Photo to Tremor, everyone was saying, what are you doing there? But it was the closest thing to up and down hills as you get... Plumpton will have surely learned him a bit about galloping up and down hills. And yeah, he was he green as grass, him. wasn't he, then? He was, but I promise you now, Harry was so cool on him. If he'd hit him, if he'd hit this thing a crack in the ass, leaving the back straight, it won 15 lengths. They, a horse won in, on New Year's Day down in Exeter of ours. Big Chestnut horse won 28 lengths. I promise you now, he wouldn't see which way Captain T goes. And yet everyone was more impressed by the Exeter horse than Captain T because he only won five lengths. I well, was looking at him going... Like as well? I don't, possibly. I don't think your dad would probably want to run him, but I'd say Max and friends would love to run him. He's he's an exceptional horse. He, I Very rare we'll run a horse at 17-1 or 2. He won very well at Exeter. Very rare they go on and go again. So there's every chance after, after Sandown. That's a star. You know, because he shouldn't be doing what he's doing right now. He just shouldn't be doing it. So there's every chance he's better than that. But I just think your man oozes class and he's too big a price if he runs. He's far too big a price. Well, there you go. Daryl, Jerry, we better get on to uh, Betfair quickly and um, put our couple of pounds down before everyone listening takes the 33 to 1 away from us. Um, so, yeah, Tom, thank you so much for joining and thank you for your banker and your big price tip. Um, Daryl and Jerry, thank you as always. And just to everyone who's listening, to remember 
that Racing Only Better is on Thursday, weighed in as usual on Monday. And please gamble responsibly. Next week, we are on to the final week, Gold Cup Day, the Friday, final day, day four of Cheltenham Festival. And then we are nearly there. We're literally there. I can't believe it. Hopefully we'll find everyone more winners.